0: All right, what's up, everyone? This is episode six of the Track Talk podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Emma and Hannah. We actually weren't even going to record an episode this week. We were thinking, you know, we've got a little bit of a break. We weren't sure whether we had anything to talk about. But naturally, the Formula One world gifted us lots of content. Yeah, there's no off-season. There's no off-season. Silly season part one starts... Or started it last week. I guess it would be Silly Season Part 1. I mean, there's going to be two this year. Yeah. Because a four-week break, I mean, like, obviously weird things are going to happen. So, we're going to do some, like, normal Formula 1 chatter. We're also going to talk about some things that, like, people new to Formula 1 might not know about. Like, driver penalties. We chatted about that a little bit. I feel Um, like
1: we've teased the driver penalty points since, like, episode one. And we're like, we'll talk about it next episode. And we just have not gotten into it. Yeah. So, now we'll get into it. Mm -hmm. So, driver penalty points. We know... Drivers will get penalties, sometimes you'll see it during the race weekend, Mm -hmm. and that means like, five-second penalty during the race. Mm -hmm. But there's also penalty points that are given on different circumstances. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, I don't know how the FIA
0: decides what. Mm -hmm. They just, you know what, they don't actually know know when they decide to give them, they just... We don't like this driver this week. Yeah, saying. no, that's literally it. It's
1: like, uh, Esteban that week, Pierre this week. Yeah. So penalty points are handed to drivers if they do something that the FIA is considered to be dangerous, reckless, could be causing a collision, ignoring yellow flags, driving too fast under a safety car. But when a driver receives this penalty point, they stay on their, essentially their driver's license, um, like their F1 license, and they stay there for a year before expiring. And then, if a driver gets up to 12, is 12? If a driver 12. gets 12 penalty points, they have a
0: one race ban.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think we've seen that in a while, but. Do you know when that, like, has it ever happened? I wonder. I actually have no idea. I didn't look that up. To my knowledge, it
1: hasn't happened. Just... Pierre's very close to having one race ban. Yeah. I See, that's the thing. I don't know how the FIA decides whether or not they get these points. So, if a driver gets up to 12 points, they get that one race ban. These points stay on their license for a year. So, I think Pierre, yeah, Pierre right now is at the most with 10 driver points and these are points he's collected within the last 12 months. His first point doesn't expire until May. You know, if he messes up in Baku and gets these points, he might have a race ban for the next race. I don't Which think that'd be devastating yeah. cuz that would be Miami. Oh my god.
0: Oh. Or Monaco. See, I don't
1: think the FIA wants to give out these bans. No. Because they could have already. Pierre has 10 points. It's interesting that Fernando and Lance, they both have six and eight. So yeah. Aston Martin is pretty high up there for their driver penalty points. Charles only has one point. So, like, most of the drivers do have points ranging from, like, one mm-hmm. to eight. Mm-hmm. The only drivers that don't are Sir Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri, and the rookies. So Nick, Oscar, Logan, and Nico. Mm-hmm. Carlos didn't have any points. Yeah, then, I actually just
0: saw that. But
1: then he got uh, two points added to his license based off what happened in Australia. He got the five-second penalty yeah. and the two driver points, which I don't think is very fair. Like, that doesn't make any sense because Pierre also caused a collision during the race with Esteban.
0: Mm-hmm. He didn't get any Wasn't given a, um, a driver point, yeah. And wasn't given And a wasn't given a time penalty. So
1: I don't – again, we don't know how the FIA
0: Decides, determines these,
1: yeah. but – Carlos is up Mm -hmm. to two points. He's got Mm -hmm. that five-second penalty. So we know that Carlos had that five-second time penalty with that collision with Fernando. And Ferrari's trying to appeal it. And I can totally see why. Mm -hmm. Because Pierre Gasly and Logan Sargent both retired from the race after their own instance that they caused, but no punishment was given to them. Like, Mm -hmm. they avoided any Mm -hmm. penalties. Mm -hmm. It's just Carlos Mm -hmm. that kind of got the shit end of the stick. He was also not able to, like, see the FIA. Like, he wasn't able to talk to FIA after the race to, like, plead his case, which usually, no, not at all. And usually, they can. Mm-hmm. Usually they, like, have this, like, gray area after yeah. the race where they're like, hey, this is unfair. And, yeah. like, that's essentially what happened to Fernando the race
0: before mm-hmm. where, like, that whole thing was, mm-hmm. like, messed up. The podium. Up. Yeah. 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 Well, you've even seen it in D- in Drive to Survive when Christian or Toto in those past couple seasons would go to the FIA immediately after the race. and Immediately after. Yeah.
1: Carlos yeah. was not allowed to do this. Mm. Ferrari was not allowed to do this. Does this have anything to do with the fact that Michael Massey was in the house? Probably. Honestly. Probably. So now Ferrari has... They have to go like the long way, so they're starting with the petition for a right to review, which is like the first step into the appeal process. That's all we know. We have no idea what is going to happen to Carlos mm-hmm. if he is going to get that five seconds taken back. Essentially, he would he would see a podium. He, yeah. yeah, and that would push everyone else down the line. We yeah. get we'd lose our Yuki point, which would make me cry. Yeah. Lots of of season left
0: for Yuki though. I know.
1: It just <laughs> makes my heart like cry. I just, he deserves a point. But also I feel like Carlos doesn't deserve as big of a punishment as he got. Yeah. Like, Ferrari already had a shit weekend. Right. What are they doing?
0: Really? Like they're not in contention right now. Do we really need to punish them any further? <laughs> so is this also why a lot of the times teams and drivers will argue that um, incidents are racing incidents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they avoid the penalties right, and they right. avoid like the driver points. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they are racing incidents. Mm-hmm. It's up to the FIA to determine whether or not they are, but I like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Pierre and Ocon was a racing incident, right. but like everyone was so close together and like mm-hmm. bunched up at the start of this, the Australia restart. Yeah. yeah. That, like, obviously something was going to happen. Yeah. Like, how did Logan and Pierre get away with no penalties, even right. though they both caused incidents? Logan mm-hmm. couldn't break. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. That's what happened. He mm-hmm. couldn't break, smashed into the back of Nick. And I did see
0: someone, <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to the person on TikTok who commented exactly what happened with um, Oscar. No, with Logan, Logan and yeah. Nick, because we had no, no idea. No idea. And now we know. Logan couldn't break, ran into the back of Nick, yeah. but
1: no... No punishment, nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because anything could be like a, tri- a, a racing incident, right? I know. But I think for it's important for us to maybe just touch on that with our followers who aren't big Formula One um, followers or haven't been in the past, that um, what they consider to be a racing incident is just sort of an outcome of what a normal race should kind of have. So um, something that wouldn't be a racing incident where someone should be awarded penalty points, but usually isn't, is like not leaving enough space for a driver at a corner, um, braking too soon, too late, um, brake checking. Like there's certain rules,
1: regulations that these drivers have to follow on the road. Sometimes obviously mistakes happen. If
0: it seems intentional, that's not a racing incident. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So and you have and none of these drivers will ever come out and say that they, there was intent behind something, but you can usually tell like like if
1: a driver accidentally pushes a- another driver kind of off
0: the track. Off track, track yeah. There's, you know. there's some intent behind oh, yeah. that? Yeah. And uh, you know what it is easy to tell what for a lot of those when there is intent whether they'll say it or not. Mm-hmm. For example, a couple seasons ago before George um took his seat at Mercedes, him and Valtteri Bottas had mm. a little bit of a incident and it was definitely George's fault. Yeah. Of course, he's pleading that it's not, but with it being that he was taking over Valtteri's spot, you can kind of see where that might, there might be intent behind this, this move. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was kind of personal.
1: Yeah. Anyways. And those are driver penalty points explained. Um, We don't know what's going to happen with Carlos and his penalty. If there are any updates, we'll hopefully talk about it in the next episode or mm-hmm. just post on social media because mm-hmm. I think we're all invested at this point. Yeah. I don't think Carlos deserves both driver point penalties and the five-second penalty. I think that's too harsh. Mm-hmm.
0: So do they only give out – and this is – I actually don't know the answer to this. Do so they only give out two at a time or can you get one? You can get one. Hmm, interesting why Carlos got two. I think it just depends on the
1: instant. He yeah. took out – in my opinion, again, we're fans, not professionals. Yeah. In my opinion, I think the FIA saw Carlos as, like... An instigator? Like, I think what happened, what Carlos did set off, like, the chain of events. Ah, I, I don't think I that's see. true, but I feel like that's what the FIA yeah. kind of stuck with. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, we'll find something out in these next yeah. few weeks, but we have a while to go until Baku. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into our predictions just yet.
0: Okay. Also, I always thought, and in fe- in past seasons it has been baku and then monaco it's been street circuit street circuit and this year it's actually not this year it's baku miami monaco yeah which is weird now monaco is the same weekend every year that hasn't changed but just because the schedule has been a little different this year that's why we don't get baku monaco that's a lot of street circuits in a row australia is a street circuit the one before that was a street
1: circuit Jeddah. Jeddah. yeah jetta is Jeddah street, street circuit, circuit. Yeah. australia street circuit a Street Circuit, mm-hmm. and then that would be Monaco another Street Circuit. Mm-hmm. Let me say, I'm a slut for a Street Circuit. I do like I love Street Circuits. People don't like them. I feel yeah. like a lot of fans are like, like Street Circuits don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not beneficial for the sport. It's like yeah, it is. Like Formula One is a mixture of like tracks and Street Circuits. Yeah. Like if a driver excels on a track mm-hmm. but doesn't excel on a Street Circuit, like that's going to show in the. I don't know. If you need both.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, uh, they. I think that the argument is that. Street circuits um, don't encourage overtaking. But I think that that that, um, point might only really be valid for Monaco. Yeah. Every other street circuit you see... They're pretty wide. Well, Jeddah, maybe. But it's really not that big of a difference between a track and a street circuit. No. I think
1: people just prefer tracks. But you need both in Formula One. Yeah. Yeah, so who's coming up street circuit. It's also the first sprint race of the mm-hmm. season and so sprint races are new ish to formula one they were introduced yeah. in 2021 mm-hmm. with three sprint
0: races throughout the year mm-hmm. but this year we have six six yeah oh i didn't know that so i thought six. there was four this
1: year so do you want to explain what a sprint race is
0: so sprint races kind of affect the whole weekend well what a normal f1 weekend looks like is free practice one and two one friday Free practice three and qualifying on Saturday, and then you got your race on Sunday. But a sprint race affects the weekend a little bit. So there's only the one free practice session on the Friday, and then a qualifying session also on the Friday. So it's a normal quali, still five drivers out each, each Q1, Q2, and then um, you get your top 10 in Q3. And then Saturday, instead of Saturday being qualifying, it's actually a sprint race. So your qualifying on Friday sets up your order for sprint race. And essentially it, it just orders the drivers like normally, but instead of taking part in a race where you have to worry about tire conditions and track conditions and that t- type of thing, it's an all out sprint for, is, does the lap time, does lap laps change every race? It's or is a hundred, it just,
1: I think it's just a hundred kilometers. Okay. So however
0: many, laps, however many is. laps around it is around that track is, it's usually about like 20 ish laps. Yeah. And that essentially means that there's, you don't have to worry about tires and you can just push as hard as you can for those 20 laps. And the order at the end of the sprint race sets up the grid for the race start on Sunday. So, and there's
1: also points that are awarded for Mm -hmm. sprint, the sprint winners. So first place gets eight points and then it works its way down. So Mm -hmm. eighth place gets one point, I guess. Yeah, eighth place gets one point. So there is, you know, potential for a little change up in the driver standings with a mm-hmm. sprint race. Mm-hmm. Cause last year we saw K-Megs on pole for a sprint race. Yes. I wish he would have gone pole for like the actual, for the race, actual
0: race. Yeah. But that's
1: okay. Yeah, It's fine. We still saw him on pole,
0: which mm-hmm. was, you know, a nice little change up. And it's, you know what? It is very beneficial for, for some drivers and not so for others, which yeah. is pretty typical. But, um, I remember at one point where there was a driver that took an engine penalty, started 20th for a sprint and worked their way up to first at the end of the sprint. So it sets up that weekend mm-hmm. like a totally – like a normal quality would. They've never had sprint a sprint race at Baku
1: before, so it's different. Mm-hmm. But I just want to add, like, F2 does sprint races every race. Oh, really? Yeah. So their weekend format is a lot different than Formula 1's. They have uh, free practice, and then they do one qualifying session of 30 minutes. And they don't do Q1, Q2, Q3. Mm-hmm. It's just one session of qualifying. It sets up the sprint race. Mm-hmm. But for – the grid lineup for Saturday sprint race, they reverse the
0: top 10. So let's say... So Max, if he finishes first in quali, would start 10th?
1: 10th for the sprint race, but oh. then he would start
0: first for the actual race. So the sprint at Baku is not actually determining the grid lineup. No, it, or, is, it is. Oh, it is. It, this
1: is just for F2. So it's oh, like... I it's, see, I see, It's different for like F2. Mm. I don't understand why. Mm. Like if they're going to do a sprint format i feel like it should follow the other mm-hmm. formula mm-hmm. levels but yeah so the f2 does sprints every weekend mm-hmm. so this is might be good for the rookies who are used to it yeah but we know that christian horner is very much against the sprint in beku he mm-hmm. called it what do you call it absolutely ludicrous mm-hmm. i just just picture him saying that is me as, too
0: i can hear it in th- his accent yeah <laughs>
1: exactly the azerbaijan like beku grand prix is notorious for being dangerous. So there's usually accidents, usually collisions. It's
0: not, it's a scary street circuit. If you remember Baku gave us one of our best Charles Leclerc moments where in 2019 he crashed out and got on his radio and said, I am stupid. I am stupid. I I love Charles, I love his little broken English. I know, his accent is really unique actually.
1: So Baku's like not, probably not the best track for a street race. Christian said that from a spectator point of view it's probably gonna be one of the most exciting races of this year. But from a cost cap perspective, all you can do is trash your car and, like, just waste a bunch of money, which he has a point. Because if something goes wrong in a sprint race, like, they have to throw so much money at the car to get it fixed for the next day. Mm-hmm. Already, drivers are, are more at risk to crash their car at Baku, but now there's twice as much risk Mm -hmm. for the sprint race. When the FIA brought in sprint races in 2021, it was seen with very mixed results, um, popular with promoters, like adding extra points, extra competition in place of practices, which we see are usually pretty boring. Hannah doesn't watch practices ever. True story. (laughs) She's shaking her head. She doesn't watch practices. But we see that the drivers and teams are not willing to, like, take a lot of risks mm-hmm. with sprint races because yeah. they don't want anything to happen to yeah. their car. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect for Baku. Like, is it going to be the same thing? Mm-hmm. Is the grid lineup for the sprint going to be the exact same as the grid lineup for the actual race?
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. Especially on a track like Baku where, like we said, street circuits are tough to overtake. You just might not be taking those risks, right? Um, just to remind anybody of last year's Baku race, we unfortunately had a double retirement from... that. You know what? Is it I didn't Ferrari? either. Until I it's it double Ferrari? retirement from Ferrari. <sighs> yeah, at the at the start of last last year, Charles did start on pole. It was actually just an engine failure. His car went up in smoke, and uh, that's why he DNF'd. Carlos had to retire from a hydraulic failure as well. This was that is... was that the race
1: where his car went up in flames, or no? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think that was a Day race. Isn't Baku and night race? No, no, it's not a night race. Maybe it was. Race. Maybe it was the race when his
0: car went up in flames. It's,
1: it's more common than you think in Formula One. Yeah. apparently.
0: <laughs> Obviously, Ferrari has a little bit more to prove this weekend. <sighs> that being followed by the fact that Charles has dnf two races this year already. Um, last year, Max won and led a 1 2. So Sergio finished second as well. We'll probably see it again
1: this week. Clearly. Or not this week. Not this not week. Not this week. Three weeks from now. Um, but in addition to knowing that it's going to be a sprint race, mm-hmm. they're talking about changing the format for it and not making it like Formula 2, but having it so there's two qualifying sessions. Apparently, a lot of the teams, most of the teams, if not all, have agreed to this. It's just like up in the air now. It's up to the FIA to decide whether or not they're going to go through with it. So they would have a practice mm-hmm. and then a Grand Prix qualifying for Friday, mm-hmm. they would do a sprint qualifying and the sprint race all in one day on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then the actual race on Sunday.
0: That's a lot. That's a
1: lot. I mean, I guess it's pretty much
0: the same driving time, but I just feel like you don't so need- So the sprint ne- sprint means nothing for Grand Prix, it just essentially is for sprint points? Yep. Okay, gotcha.
1: Yeah. I don't know why. It could be because they're also talking about getting rid of practice sessions just in general, have you heard about this?
0: No, but I'm on board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course you are. You don't watch the practices. Honestly, a lot of people are on board. Like a lot of drivers are on board. The teams are on board. The CEO of F1 kind of said it last month that they were planning on eliminating the free practices altogether. He clarified it later that just he wanted to kind of tone it down a bit, mm-hmm. just not have as many practices as they usually do because mm-hmm. they have three, which it's is a three. lot. That's three it's, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I get it that it's time that the drivers and the teams need to, you know, analyze the data, mm-hmm. compare their cars to other cars, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. But three is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Some drivers who are in support of getting rid of some practices are Pierre. He said there's no need for three sessions. It's nice. You can, like, f- work on the fine details. But two sessions is probably good for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, especially because if you do watch practice, there's a lot of times where there's maybe one or two cars out on the track mm-hmm. and everyone else is just in the garage. Yeah. I know it's not all about excitement, but it's really not bringing that much excitement to um, F1 viewers because you don't really get to see all that much. Yeah. Like quality is just so different. And you even said on a TikTok, sometimes you like quality better than I love than the rates. I agree. And maybe if there's two, then that just, I don't know, maybe just adds another element to to Formula One and maybe brings in new fans. Like we're talking about converting this new audience and Mm -hmm. that I think would do it. Yeah.
1: Because the F1 weekend is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Half these people aren't watching Friday because it's just practices. That does bring me to my last point about this though, Mm -hmm. is people don't watch practice sessions. There's low engagement, nothing happens, but that's not a good enough reason to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It would be like, if the drivers and teams don't longer find it beneficial, yeah. Yeah. then it would make sense yeah, to get true. rid of it. I'm so sorry that you're bored, <laughs> Hannah. I'll watch practice
0: highlights. I'll watch practice highlights yeah. for sure. But but even, it might even just be the case of there's just too much, it's too much on the car mm-hmm. to do all these practice sessions. Because we did see that at a last race, Checo was having issues in FP3. Yeah. and. Didn't was unsure how he was gonna fare in quali, and then ended up not even being able to to finish quali. Yeah, but what so, if? But what if like we got rid of one of the practice sessions? Mm-hmm. He had these issues in. Well, I guess like, he's gonna have the issues. He's gonna with, have the issues like, regardless, right? It's totally dependent on what the issue is. I suppose. Yeah.
1: I don't think they're gonna make any changes this year, no. but it's something that they're definitely talking about moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the practices. I'll like put them on if it's at a decent time mm-hmm. and I have time to put it on, mm-hmm.
0: but. Like there are sometimes there are things that happen, usually not. Not usually not, yeah. It is interesting that they're looking at revamping what an F one weekend looks like. Because the other thing is it's hard to sell tickets for a Friday. Well yeah. And I've been to a Grand Prix weekend and they essentially are giving away Friday passes. Yeah. No one really no one cares. Yeah.
1: And I know that People are saying for the rookies it's good because it gives them more time in the car, more laps. But the rookies are used to the, the format that they were in before. Mm-hmm. So, like, Logan and Nick and...
0: Well, I'm interested to see what Nick is... Was- I'm um, used to because he's Formula E. He was an F2, though. He was an F2, but yes. So yeah. they're used to like, they're already used to the limited practice sessions yeah. that they
1: had. And then going into F3, now it's just more time in the car. I feel like that's more opportunity for
0: things to go wrong mm-hmm. or potentially for them to be more comfortable. Like, it really could go mm-hmm. either way. I don't know. The amount of time that these guys spend in the simulator, though, like, you is think, it? Do you think a simulator is exactly like the car? I think it helps to acclimate the driver unless yeah. you're Haas and you don't have a sim do they not have a sim i don't think they do what no they yes didn't. they do they didn't they don't have a sim well they might now but they didn't when i started watching f1 i feel like most people do know
1: what a sim is it's basically like a, a game it's like a, a video game. like a video game
0: but with more factors yes so your screens essentially go all the way around you mm-hmm. making it look like you are actually in the cockpit of an f1 car it's for
1: drivers to get used to the track yeah there's motions attached to like the seat that they're in mm-hmm. to, to, to really mimic. feel like yeah yeah like to mimic the, the f1 car so yeah. that's what a sim is yeah drivers spend yeah. if they're not racing they're usually spending a lot of time in the sim yeah. to practice mm-hmm. so the
0: fact that haas didn't have a sim i know that they didn't <laughs> they might now but i'm gonna look it up oh
1: that's so funny
0: that would just be hilarious last february it says that that they did have one. Okay. So it must have, yeah, they must have got one last year. Good job, guys. Good job. You needed it. <laughs> really, honestly.
1: This actually is like a really good transition. I would assume that the drivers are in the sim during the break, mm-hmm. but they're also up to like everything else. And yes, I they should. I love seeing them just like thrive. Yeah. Because usually we see this in the summer. Yes. The four weeks that yeah. they have off, but to see it this early in the season, mm. them just having a really good time, mm-hmm. it makes me so happy. Yeah. So what are they up to? Do you know? What are they up to? I came across the cutest photos of George and Carmen just hanging out with George's family on a farm. Yeah, I did see that. That made my heart melt. I just want to point out that Carmen, she's like 5'2". Really? She's very short. And George is... He's tall. He's tall.
0: He's, for an F one driver, he's tall.
1: Yeah, I think he's six feet, just yeah. over six feet. I don't know, but the photo that one of them posted, Carmen is like standing on a rock or something to be tall, like taller than normal <laughs> next to him. I'm like, this is this is perfect. I love them. Yeah,
0: they they truly are. Them and Alex and Lily are relationship goals to me.
1: Alex and Lily they're in Hawaii right now, like a
0: golfing. She's golfing. Yeah. So I for those who don't know, um, Alex Albin's girlfriend is actually a professional golfer. Yeah. Um, and I think she's pretty freaking. Cool I for that. just started
1: trying to get into golf. Like, oh, let me help you, please. Like, yes. I was with my family yesterday and
0: you're watching for Easter. Yeah. yeah, and I was
1: like, "What do these numbers mean? Oh what my is going God. on?" Let
0: me help you. So you watch golf? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't watch it all the time. I do understand it, and I do play it in the summer. Where we live, you can really only golf about three or four months of the year. Yeah. So it's going to be a little while till I can actually get out and um, swing a club, but. I do understand it. My dad's a big golf fan. I kinda of grew up on it. Yeah. yeah. Me. I was
1: trying to I was trying to pay attention. I was like, I think I get it. I don't know. But yeah, Alex posted that on his story, he was like, Happy like Easter Sunday and then Lily posted saying and Masters Sunday and I was like, Ah mm-hmm. that she's she's a golfer. She's a golfer girl. We love that. They yeah. are they're living their best life. Yeah. Uh Alex posted a thirst trap. Did you see that? No.
0: Oh my God. Breaking news, everybody. Alex Albon posted a thirst trout. Yeah, there was a running joke in F1 a couple years ago when when um, Lando, Alex, and George were all rookies that George never posted a picture with a shirt. on. shot? <laughs> he, was, he was always shirtless. <laughs> he was always shirtless in his Instagram pictures. Um, in fact, they, they did a challenge one time on YouTube where they counted who has the most shirtless pictures on their Instagram, and George won hands down. Yeah. So maybe Alex is coming for his title. I guess so. I'm okay with that.
1: Um, we saw photos of Yuki hanging out with some kangaroos and the Alphatari admin. Yeah, I did see that. I I'm so used to these like F1 team admins not having a face, like they're just the people that post. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of nice to see like, yeah. oh, this is a real person behind yeah. this account. Yeah. Okay, so Lando is back in his kind of streaming era right now mm-hmm. during this break, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am subscribed to him on Twitch, so I was watching this stream a few days ago when he came out and said that lewis was an eight-time world champion yeah i saw that clip and i sent it to emma immediately and i was like this is gold for us so good during that exact same stream he also left to go buy something from the shop and almost got arrested because apparently he didn't pay for it i guess he thought he paid for it but didn't pay for it and he left his stream running yep and he commented in the stream saying like i'm at the shop you're right back or something like that like i, I don't is
0: just something else
1: i know but we love we love him. Yeah. I do love him. I feel like Lando is just a gamer boy, and yeah. he was thrown into the world of F1, and he's like, okay.
0: He's like, I'm, I'm just make- used to the simulator, guys. What am I doing in an yeah. actual car now?
1: He was also, within the, I think, last few days, mm-hmm. he was seen at, okay, now follow along. He was seen at his best friend's Max, Max Futrell, mm-hmm. his girlfriend's family's dinner. He went to Max's girlfriend's Easter? Yes. I don't know if it was Easter, if it was oh, a okay, dinner, okay. but- he was there and like hanging out with her family. Okay. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like, okay. So that's my question for you. If your boyfriend yeah. was like best friends with a Formula One driver okay. and this driver just showed up at your family dinner, let's say you were celebrating like a promotion for your dad okay. or whatever. Okay. And Lando Norris just shows up uh-huh. and you know that they're best friends. Yeah. So it's
0: normal for me, but it's not normal for everybody for family. else. family.
1: Like how would you feel? Would you be like, who invited you?
0: No, you... I'd be like, you're here now, and I'm friends with you because you're friends with my boyfriend. So let's you... just show you off. And then my poor boyfriend just gets thrown to the side. It's like, oh, he has a normal job. That's just whatever. But this is his friend.
1: <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't be upset a lot. No,
0: of, are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> a lot of like speculation online is that Max treats Lando more like a boyfriend then, like, he does, tr- like, treat his girlfriend like a girlfriend. Like, mm, okay. he's, like, in love with Lando, not so much his girlfriend. Okay. So I feel like people are feeling bad for his girlfriend. Oh, come on. No. They're saying, like, girl, you need to find someone better. Like, give someone who's going to give you the attention that Max is giving Lando sort of thing. But also, if my best friend was a Formula One driver...
0: I, too, like, would be showing them off yeah, to the
1: world. Yeah, I'd be like, this is my best friend. Right.
0: You know? Right. They do take priority. And I'm if people think that... that Max's girlfriend just didn't know that Lando was coming and he just showed up. I think they're wrong. She knew. She had to And she was like, yeah, come on, spend Easter or whatever it was with me. Honestly, a lot of these guys don't actually live with their families. So I'm sure it was like, you've got nothing to do this weekend. Yeah. Come on down and celebrate with us. That's a good way to put it. I'm assuming it's Easter because it was Easter weekend. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to make the assumption. And I think that's sweet. Okay. So you would have no problem Lando Absolutely not. showing up at would your you? dinner? Abso- no, but I don't have a boyfriend, so he would okay. be my boyfriend. Oh, okay. That's how I see it. Well, I'll tell you this. If my <laughs> boyfriend was best friends with an F1 driver, let's say Lando Norris, and they were coming to my dinner, I would extend the offer to you, you so that you and Lando could meet, and there we go. And
1: that's how we fall in love. <laughs> that's it. Who else is hanging on the break? So we see Logan was in New York, and this kills me I because I said... One of our first episodes, Logan is there for the sponsorships. Yes. He's an American driver yeah. bringing in the American sponsorships. Yeah. He was on Wall Street
0: mm-hmm.
1: closing out the NASDAQ trading. I don't know how Wall Street works. No,
0: me neither. Not a hot clue. But
1: he was there in his racing suit. And I'm like... In his racing suit? He was literally there like in his... Okay, like, so
0: he's doing a sponsorship thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. 100%. Okay. And I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, this man, true patriotism, Yeah, is there for the American sponsors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for him. Good get for him. That, get that coin. Yeah, hey, I don't hate Logan. He's the
0: underdog. I'm kind of rooting for this year. Yeah, I don't hate him either. You just I don't like Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put an asterisk on that. I would have hated Logan if he was dating Oscar's ex girlfriend. True, but Oscar that was debunked.
1: Oscar is still dating that girlfriend, yes. so it's fine. Pierre. Pierre has been awfully quiet on social media recently, which is very much, very much not like him. Mm-hmm. But he'll always comment on his girlfriend's posts, mm-hmm. and that just makes my heart happy. Yeah,
0: supportive man. I just love it. He's just letting us all know that like they're still together, so that there's no speculation because that's annoying, I'm sure. Yeah. And they're in love. They're in love. Yeah. And another driver who you really need to talk about charles so actually Ugh. emma's notes here are really funny because are they yes you've written you know alex and lily are doing this yuki's with the kangaroos lando's at dinner charles is just being <laughs> it's all it says someone we follow on tiktok put it
1: in such a smart way she called it the boy bandification of formula one drivers which means that these fans no longer see these drivers mm-hmm. as people they mm-hmm. just see them as like They're just obsessed.
0: Yeah, okay. I actually do understand that. Like
1: you you liked One Direction, didn't you? Yeah. Do you remember all the craze? Like they couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. None of these singers could Mm -hmm. go anywhere. They would just follow. Same with Justin Bieber. Like there's they these singers reach a certain point in their career where they they're stalked. They're not seen as as humans anymore. Yeah. So that's what's happening right now with Charles specifically. So he posted on his story in English, French, and Italian. Can I just add? Yeah. The sweetest man in the entire world. He is like, a
0: multilingual king.
1: But he posted saying, hey, everyone, for the past few months, my home address has somehow become public, leading to people gathering beneath my apartment, ringing my bell, asking for pictures and autographs. I'm always happy to be there for you, and I appreciate your support, but please respect my privacy and refrain from coming to my house. I'll make sure to stop for everyone when you see me on the streets or at the track, but I won't be coming downstairs if you visit my home. Your support, both in person on social and in social media, means the world to me, but there is a boundary that should not be crossed. You know this saying, "Happy Easter." Mm-hmm. This, like, it's such a sweet way to say "fuck off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just feel so bad that for months this has been going on. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, it took him so long to say something about it.
0: Yeah, it's sad. Um, I'm. No one wants their privacy to be. That, that's scary yeah. when your privacy is affected like that. You know, people are, are do take it to the extreme. And, you know, we see this with celebrities sometimes where people end up coming into their home. Mm-hmm. So the fact that his address out there is out there yeah. is scary to begin with. The fact that people are actually showing up there asking for him to come down and meet with them is terrifying. Is terrifying. You, like, just, yeah. you,
1: can't, you can't do that. Can't do and that. I know that, you know, these F1 drivers, they are in a way celebrities. Yeah. They need to understand that their private life may not be as private as they wish it could mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. but there's still a line that we as fans cannot mm-hmm. cross.
0: No, and I like that he put that in there. He said, you know, like, I'll always stop for a picture on the streets or at the track or whatnot, but don't come to my house. And I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He is one of those drivers that you always see people, fans posting pictures with. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that is even more than he should be doing, yeah. pretty much. Like, we, me and Hannah, we
1: talk about these F1 drivers, mm-hmm. we talk about their lives, but we don't, do deep searches no. onto where they live, yeah. where their families are doing, what their girlfriends or exes are doing. Yeah. Like yeah. we talk about what's already public knowledge yeah. and like information that anyone could get. Yeah. And it should it should end there. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't need to be stalking these drivers. That's mm-hmm. the moral of the
0: story is mm-hmm. don't stalk the drivers. Yeah. Don't yeah. stalk anyone actually. Yeah, don't stalk. Don't anyone. stalk anyone. But it's it's unfortunate that especially in Easter Charles had to make this mm-hmm. statement. Do I hope that the message comes across loud and clear? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. I
1: think he was probably with his family. I would mm-hmm. assume that's probably what caused him to say this. So I hope his week gets a little better. I hope he's <laughs> he has a good couple months yeah. after this. Let's
0: just say that. I hope, yeah.
1: This He's probably like, this is not the break I wanted. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm tired. There's people ringing my doorbell at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All- Charles, we're praying for you.
0: Yeah. And also, Monaco is a very small country. I think it's the smallest country mm-hmm. in the world. So, if you're there, you know, you're probably bound to run into him anyways. Like, don't Let's go out of just your way. Let's him at his home. Yeah.
1: Don't go out of your way to go find him. Yeah. Just do your thing if you're on vacation. If yeah. you see him, you see him. If you don't, buy tickets to a Grand Prix. Yeah. That's all.
0: Yeah. I actually will say that I didn't even tell you this, but this week I had a friend message me, um, a friend who knows that I like Formula One, and he said, hey, my sister is traveling Europe right now. She took a day trip to Monaco from Nice. And sends me a picture. I'm like, oh, no. Is it Charles? No. Oh. Her and Nick DeVries. Shut up. Yep. Oh, my God. So we got to get there. Because I feel like just being there, you meet someone. You see someone. We got to go to Monaco. We got to go to Monaco. Let's just plan a trip to Monaco. Oh, my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already going to Italy. I know. <laughs> I have a couple trips planned this year. I can't. Um, yeah. No one day. One day we'll go to Monaco. Yeah. Nick to freeze mm-hmm. still love that. Yeah, I know, right? I know. And he was he was happy, like, just in the streets taking a picture. Mm-hmm. I Do think... we have any other driver updates? I haven't seen... You know what? Actually, I will, uh, there's a Danny Rick update. There is? Yeah. There... Well, I, did we talk about his wine? Oh. I think we briefly. might briefly mentioned it, but I believe it's out now mm-hmm. in Australia only, which means Canada will probably get it in two years. Yeah, we'll <laughs> never get it.
1: We'll see if we can somehow try to order it. You know what? I have friends who live in Australia. Maybe I'll be like, hey, can you send over a bottle of Danny Rick's wine? I'll see. I'll Super reach out legal, to them. but
0: let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a wine
1: tasting on... Uh,
0: if we ever got a bottle of that, we would do a live wine tasting. Absolutely.
1: 100%. I'll, we'll, we'll look into that. Yeah. Maybe not for next episode, but we'll, we'll look into that. But I think this is probably a good place to end it.
0: Yeah, just a little short (laughs) pod today. We, uh, obviously, there's not any racing stuff to go over. Mm -hmm. And we still want to save our predictions for Baku. If you guys have any suggestions for what we should talk about maybe next week. Mm -hmm. I think maybe
1: there's two more before the next race. We still might take a break. Haven't Mm -hmm. decided. But if you guys have any suggestions or, like, you need to talk about this, can you explain this? Mm -hmm. Just let us know in our Instagram Mm -hmm. DMs, like,
0: comments. Comments on TikTok are awesome, too, because we can just, like, make a video Mm -hmm. with that comment. We have a silly season one that just needs to be edited. I'm waiting
1: for Hannah to post it. It's going to be Hannah's TikTok debut. Yes.
0: Um, For those who don't know, and I'm sure you've noticed if you are following us on TikTok, it's just not my place. (laughs) It is my place, but it's not. I'm a little uncomfortable making videos completely on my own. Emma is like super comfortable in front of the camera by herself, but I'm trying. So I do have a silly season TikTok. <laughs> in the draft. In the draft. <laughs> I just have to work up the nerve to post it. If She'll you post see it. it, please tell me that I did great because Emma is really <laughs> proud of me. And also we sometimes think that we've got this TikTok thing down, that we understand it. But last week, we, after the podcast, recorded um video for a TikTok of us talking about Emma's, what she would have liked to have seen drivers casted at, or casting, casting an F1, an F1 movie, movie with drivers and who she would like to see play each driver.
1: Our Harry Potter TikTok did pretty good. Yeah, Our Taylor Swift one did pretty good. Yeah. So the casting one, we're like, that might blow like, up a might, little bit. This
0: might be funny. It,
1: People might agree. It, it no, flopped. It flopped. <laughs> but then I posted one yesterday and it was, a, it was a clip. Of that didn't even make it into the podcast. Right. It was us just talking to each other yeah. about F2. Yeah. Us just being dumb, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Tell me why it's at
0: 31,000 views. Do we have a million comments being like, these girls know nothing about F2? No, there's
1: actually a lot of comments saying like, if you have questions, let me know. Someone commented and they're like, I work for IndyCar. If you have questions, let me know. Homegirl, do you want to come on our podcast? Yes, like- <laughs>
0: please. No, I really want to learn about IndyCar because Pierre's first girlfriend when I was introduced to Formula One, her name was Katarina. She's this Italian girl. And I really thought she was, she was cool. Her fashion's awesome. She's like really funny. And she's also, um, an aerosport engineer. She's like an engineer. She's, she's like genius. super smart. Um, I think she's so cool. She's a great follow. And she now is dating an car driver named Callum Elot. Oh, I think he's a British guy and he's very talented. So I started kind of following them. Actually, he was a reserve driver for, for Alfa Romeo for a little bit too. Yeah. So yeah, if, uh, if someone would like to explain IndyCar to us, or if you who commented on our TikTok would like to come on and tell us about it, um, we won't we say w- no. We won't say no because I know one driver, so hence I'm interested. <laughs> no, there's, you know, no, no, I no, do no, no. Know more. Roman, because Roman, Roman Grosjean, Jean, Marcus Ericsson, and Marcus, Ericsson. Yeah. Marcus Armstrong, who was an F2. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a few. So maybe when is the next IndyCar race? So it does look like the next IndyCar race. Long is Beach. Long Beach, um, this coming weekend. So let's commit to watching recording it. Uh, to watching it, okay, and to recording next Monday and talking about our IndyCar debut. Okay, I'm down. Okay, you're gonna watch it. Yeah, I okay. will. So join us next Monday for this, um, special, this IndyCar special. Yep. And uh, next Tuesday. every other Monday, next Tuesday. I'm, pod- sorry. Podcast I'm sorry, we episodes, record on Mondays. Our episode is
1: coming on Tuesday. Join us
0: next Tuesday tuesday for Mm -hmm. an indycar special and every tuesday after that because you like us yes
1: (laughs) we won't talk about indycar every
0: tuesday after that but please come back every tuesday after that and with that you can follow us on tiktok you can follow us on instagram let's grow the instagram if we can
1: i was gonna say like you should you should you should also watch indycar make me a a group thing okay let's make it a group thing we can try okay bye (laughs)